Hey everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio, and today we are joined by nobody, it's just me, and I feel like I just said One Cross Radio quite weirdly. <clears throat> Sorry about that, uh, I'm feeling a little under the weather today, but I mean, when aren't I? <laughs> um, and yeah, today's episode is actually a, an entirely unplanned one, it's just something that kind of idea that hit me last night while I was uh, while I was texting with a dear friend of the podcast and just dear amazing friend in general uh, Jen Percy from cardboard Koinonia. Um she messaged me because she and uh, she and Matt are making their way through Doctor Who um, <laughs> she's like I just got to doomsday and it and it hurts and it still hurts. <laughs> Which, uh, any Whovian, uh, who knows Doomsday know that that hurt don't go away, man. Um, and that actually got me thinking about today's episode. It's probably going to be a little bit of a shorter one. Um, but it's, you know what, it's one I'm excited to do. It's, uh, unprompted. And it's a bit about two different things. One is about, uh, partially it's about Doctor Who, and then the other part is, um, my uh, wrapping my time at Pape Youth Center and at at Calvary uh, right before I got married. And weirdly, these two things to me are are fairly intertwined. Um, Just because around the time I was getting really involved in Calvary, uh, Jill and I had just started dating and then she really got me into Doctor Who. Um, And Doctor Who does, even though I, I haven't watched it as much as I used to, um, and the newest, uh, seasons slash series, as they're called now, haven't been, haven't really been grabbing me, um, like, I think Jody's got a great doctor in her, it's just, out of what I've seen, they, they, it, they didn't get the chance to get it yet, um, and it seems like that, that, that chance has passed as she is, uh, she is leaving in the showrunner is leaving and the internet is ridiculously happy about that and i'm not sure about that anyways um i can't really comment because i haven't seen too much of it um but what i i remember getting really into doctor who and doctor who um in so many ways changed me uh in the sense of one, it was something that Jill and I bonded over super fast, um, so it, it, in some ways it helped deepen our relationship. Um, having those things that you can both, uh, that you and your significant other can geek out about, whether it's actually geeky stuff or not, like having common interests, it's, it's only a good thing. Um, and she really got me into it, and Doctor Who also, uh, it, it hits... It changed in many ways how I watch things. Um, it was a show that before, like, I, I've always watched and enjoy stuff. But in many ways, no other show had sucked me in and got me caring about fictional characters and and the stories as much as Doctor Who did. And after that, I been watching like I'd watch things at a deeper level where it would impact me um like I remember uh starting off with series one um of the the revival of the show with Christopher Eccleston 
and he's only around for one season but and the, the the first the first series it, it it's got some great episodes and then it's got some misfires along the way but then when you get to the end um when he regenerates it it hit i was like oh man i'm actually i'm actually kind of bummed it it did hit me and it had an effect on my day um that only gets magnified immensely when you get to david tennant and his era on the show because that's where now that's where you could argue the trope the bad trope that i'm glad they they did move on from when capaldi joined um where it became a, there would be a lot of hints at well in ten and rose's case like they were flat out in love with each other uh and then when they were ripped apart into different realities oh my gosh that was heart-wrenching and the um in the aforementioned doomsday i remember watching that on my lunch break while i was at calvary and my day was wrecked like i was i was done i like it hit me on an emotional level um to the point that like a couple days later the theme was hitting in my mind and i'm just like yeah i'm still done i'm not, like i'm still uh, that's a wrap on me today <laughs> In, in some ways, it's silly, but in other ways, I love it when art can connect with people like that and shows and movies and stories can connect like that. And Doctor Who was the thing that got me to that level. Um, now, of course, people can take that too obsessively, um, and that's something I guard myself against, but it was fun experiencing it, except for that raw hurt of Doomsday. And even years later, I'm still like, man, that's such a bummer. <laughs> and there'd be so many other things throughout Doctor Who that would just be gut punch after gut punch after gut punch. Um, especially like uh, Tenant's Exit, which weirdly enough, I had seen before I had the context of the show. I was over with my um, wonderful family in England, and then we were there for Christmas into New Year's, and we were watching the final episode of this the specials um so i'll quickly explain that with doctor who there's often a series and the series is about 12 to 13 episodes uh and then there's a one-off christmas special um and then sometimes a new year special sometimes but most of the time it's a christmas special well with tenant he debuted at like at the the in the finale because the regeneration happens at the finale and then you don't you flesh out the character properly in the preceding season um but eccleston left in the finale of uh series one so then tenant's debut episode really as the doctor was the christmas special of that year um and then he had his 13 and then he was around for four series um but then after series uh, no, sorry, he was around for three series because he was there for series two, three, and four. Um, but then afterwards, uh, he he was leaving the show and then they did four specials um, throughout that year instead of a proper series. And then along with him leaving was the showrunner and it was the, like the Russell Davies era of the show was kind of coming to an end. Um and then you got into the Moffat era with Eleven and Matt Smith, who, 
even though Smith isn't my favorite doctor, I loved the 11th doctor. Um, it's just my, yeah, no, 12 won me over. Um, 12 is, it might be my second favorite doctor. Um, but anyways, like <laughs> you got that, you got that finale and the, the finale of 10 and, um, the end of time part one and two, like, especially after the main story is resolved, it's like this, it's this tour. He goes on tour, um, saying goodbye to character, like other characters, former companions, um, and everyone from that era. And then his, his exit is just really, really heartbreaking because the doctor doesn't want to go, uh, to the point that that's the final line in the show. And I will tie all of this back to the Pape Youth Center stuff. I'm just, I, I, I forgot how much I like talking Doctor Who. Um, and then you get into series five with Matt Smith and Smith goes through up to series, the end of series seven and like Tennant, he ends on some specials, uh, including there's the 50th anniversary and then there is his final episode, which is the Christmas special, um, and it enter and that you enter the Capaldi era and Matt Smith's um, regeneration. While it doesn't gut punch me the same way uh, Tenants does, it's also heartbreaking because you're see you you grow attached to the character in Eleven. I really really enjoyed the Eleventh Doctor. Um, but also that's where we had the my boyfriend the doctor thing because there seemed to be interest in Clara and Clara and having interest in him and Amy Pond at one point had googly eyes for him and everything and that doctor actually got married to River Song and there was a lot of great emotional stuff but also unfortunately some of my lesser favorite moments with Eleven are because um friggin Moffat likes to get too attempted high concept and you could almost say too up its own butt um where at points it was it, it i don't know it just got less enjoyable for me and then we got such a very different doctor in peter capaldi's 12th doctor who was just this awesome curmudgeon who started off so darkly um as such a departure it took a it took a series to figure out how that doctor was and who he was and so series nine and then especially series 10 that is the best version of 12 where he's he can be cold he can be harsh and uh grumpy but also there's a lot of love and a lot of affection in that character for his companions and other people um and even though his time was after my time at pape youth it was still part of it is just like man there's a lot of stuff he said that resonated um all right, so where this ties into Pape Youth is, like I said, um, I was getting into this as I was getting hired at Calvary and as I was doing more stuff out of the church and doing more community-based stuff. Um, and as much as I've, I've said, like, Hector from Faith and Fandom um, and then Bex from Rudin Dotaku, they really put it on they they really put on my radar how to articulate like godly lessons uh that you can see in in media that in in spots that it frankly it might not have been intended but you can see it there organically um 
and you can learn from it without like shoving it in there or doing anything. I was about to call it crass, um, but not in the vulgar sense, just in the this is bogus crass kind of sense. Um, instead, like you can see it there organically and naturally, and it's not like slapping um, Jesus on the Lifesavers logo and saying like, oh, look at this. Um, cause I, it's kitsch. It's, I, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Um, but during that time, especially as I started doing Pape Youth Center, um, part of that role, aside from doing community stuff and working with youth, was sharing the gospel with people and then also figuring out who you are and how you share. Um, and in weird ways, I... I got a bit of that from Doctor Who and and weirdly enough The Walking Dead. Um just because it like as you grow as you as you grow as a person um in any walk like you're you're constantly going to change. Um but I was getting so into like I was getting super into these shows and they helped me organically find a way to address the gospel and share things where I'd be like, you know what? I can lean in to my fandom. I can express like, Hey, look, there's this thing. And where it's, I might not be able to extrapolate the lessons like Hector and, and Bex, uh, so wonderfully have like now taught me. Um, <laughs> but at the time I'd be able to like, you know what? I can reference these things because Without jumping, like, without it being a bandwagon thing, without it being that, where it's like, because the youth know I'm into these things. Um, and that was an, an awesome gateway where instead of being like, okay, how do I best present this? Um, and how do I put on, like, the, the utmost representation? But, of course, I'm, I'm, of course, during all that, don't get me wrong, I'm praying that God will use me and represent uh, the truth of the of the gospel in the most authentic and real way. At the same point, I'm also being like, how can I authentically share this with the youth? Because don't don't kid yourself. Um, <laughs> don't kid yourself, friends. Um, people, and weirdly enough, especially younger kids, and we don't, uh, or not necessarily kids, but young adults and teens, as much flack as we give them, uh, they can pick up when someone is pretending or putting on the show um, or where it's like, uh, of course, our natural inclination is in certain situations to to show one side more than another. But youth can really, are, are really good at reading people. Um, maybe it's because with high school being the, the terrible thing that it is, <laughs> which anybody who's, uh, I, I don't understand when people are like, oh, high school is the best time of your life. No, it's not. You're going through hormonal changes, emotional changes with everybody else doing that at the same time. Kids and teens are absolutely vicious to each other. <laughs> like, so it's all this angst and emotion and hormones <laughs> with everybody else going through it at the same time for like eight hours a day. It's, 
it's not conducive to a fun environment. Like there can be some fun times, but by and large, it's not a good experience. And I think that youth get used to, like they do, they're able to see like out of some of that, they're able to get a good idea of reading people in some way as a defense where it's like, is this person trying to upsell me? Or like, am I going to get the rug pulled out from under me? So many youth have that experience um, where, the like I was saying, the youth can tell when you're putting on a show. Um, so it would be like what inspired me from Doctor Who, what and the attachment I have to it in this was like, you know what? I'm not gonna put on a show. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this. I can just frankly address my nerdiness through this. And if it's a surface lesson, like I'm not I'm not teaching I'm not teaching a lesson on Doctor Who with the youth, but I can reference it. Some of the youth watch it. We bond over it where it's like, hey, it's vaguely similar to this, but this is my end. This is the thing that got the idea going. And it, it did give me a fair bit of inspiration and it helped me get to that level where you could be like, look, here's what the gospel really says. And this is how I can reflect who I really am. And part of it was and just embracing my fandom of Doctor Who. And then, in many ways, I wish I could take the lessons I've learned from uh, that God has taught me through Hector and through Bex um, <laughs> and take it back, take it back then. But also, it would have been it would have been different. And I'm thankful for all the experiences and and my time at Pape Youth. Another time that it was interesting. Um, <laughs> Was in some way like I'm not sure when Tennant uh, Tennant knew he was leaving and he announced it before they did the specials, but still it was he knew he was leaving before before it got there and that is a very tough thing to do. Um, now, unlike say Doctor Who or where a show it's announced before you get there that the person's leaving and then everybody knows, I knew about nine months before it was announced that I was stepping down that that would be happening. Um, now there were a couple variables up in the air during that time. Uh, Jill and I were trying to figure out where we were going to live. I wasn't sure what I was going to be doing for work. I wasn't sure where I was going to land. We were, we were thinking, we were leaning towards moving away from Toronto because neither of us are fans of the city. Um, and like that year. Like I said, from around mid, uh, probably early to mid-December, I knew that it was happening. Um, even if it hadn't, like, even if we hadn't officially dropped dime. And this is something that not many people do, I think. Anybody who's been a pastor's kid knows about this. Anybody, like, knows what this is like. Anybody who's worked in, um, in ministry I think knows what this is like. It's unlike other jobs where you you basically give your two weeks and then you're gone. Um, or or often people are just like, I'm done, and then they're out. Um, with this, it was knowing for months. And there'd be times where it would just be like, 
really, really rough because you'd have, uh, it was, that was going down with food bank as well, where we'd have people talking about to us about like, Oh, we could do this next year. We'd have these plans. And then myself and my boss being like, yeah, yeah, that's like, we wouldn't be lying because uh, we're not about lying, but it would just be like, how do you balance this? Because it does impact those things. And especially with youth, youth need consistency. Um, a lot of us do, but I'd say youth in particular, having that consistent, reliable face is important. And when that le when that changes or it, it can have that impact. So it was challenging uh, from about January <laughs> to uh, to May. It would just be this buildup of stuff where I'm like, oh, man, like, I know this is happening and I can't drop dime. And it's it, it was rough. It was rough at points. Um, and then because I was involved in so many different ministries, like with one of them. You'd want it would be fine to let them know, but the difficulty is some of the kids were also kids from people involved with other ministries. Like with Youth Center, we had community youth and church youth there, and the whole point of it was like, hey, we want to create a safe drop-in space for for the community, like the youth in our community. And then it was also like, hey, we'd love to get some of our youth involved with youth from the community because there seems to be this isolation and separation. And we don't want that. Um, <laughs> myself and the youth pastor were like, that's not what Jesus would do. So let's, let's work on getting some crossover here, you know? Um, and that impacted because we couldn't, like then, there were certain spots where we couldn't tell when we wanted to. Because then one of it would put the kids in an uncomfortable position of knowing and then not being able to tell or dropping dime before you could. And you don't want a, when when it's an announcement from you about a program that affects somebody else, you want you want it to come from you. You don't want that to be secondhand knowledge. You don't want that to be secondhand information um, because that does that burns that slights and it, it, it can add to the hurt. And especially in terms of like the youth at the time, it would have been like, Hey, I don't, it, the message could have easily been like, I don't think you're important enough for me to directly tell you. Um, and that of course, wasn't the case as much as I was like, man, I'm bummed that I'm leaving food bank. Um, and I was like, was that bittersweet part where you're excited about moving you're excited about this new chapter um and to liken it to doctor who like for me it was almost like this huge regeneration because i was leaving what had been established and i was starting something brand new a new life with jill in a new city uh and <laughs> I was going to have a new job and so many things were changing that, um, the regeneration stuff was a lot on my mind during that time. I remember, um, I just kept going back to it and I'd actually be talking to Jen about that where I'm like, man, I'm feeling like the, the final lines from both Tennant and Smith's, 
um, tenures were coming up uh, were on my mind a lot. Where Hey everyone, this is Chris. Just adding this quick little insert. Uh, the audio unfortunately cut out um, for like 30 seconds right around this spot. So I'm just adding this in post. Uh, basically all I was saying here was the final words of the 10th and 11 doctors were really hitting me uh, that week. Uh, and with 10 in particular, his final words were a very bittersweet, I don't want to go. Um, and that was resonating with me because as much as I did want to go, and I was so excited to begin uh, my life with my amazing, uh, my amazing wife, Jill, and I was so excited for that to start, uh, much like Tennant leaving Doctor Who, he was going to miss the, the role. I was going to miss what I was doing uh, and the relationships that I had started with the youth. So it was just that bittersweetness was really resonating. As much as I was excited to start, I was still like, I'm going to miss this. So it was just really, really hitting. All right, back to the rest of the episode. But then also... Um... Smith's where it's like, I will always remember when the doctor was me. And then that time he is referring to his specific time there. And I was like, you know what? That's, I will always have these fond, awesome memories about the journey God had me on over those years um, through starting volunteering at Pape Youth Center and then working on at the church and then becoming the, uh, like the, the guy running Pape Youth. Um, like that was all just such a wonderful journey. And I hold that time near and dear. And I'm thankful for all the lessons God taught me during that time. So that's where I'm also like, I will always remember. Um, <laughs> but it was starting to just, uh, just to wind down. I remember where it was all come. It, we realized it was all coming together over a course of a week and a half. And this week and a half ended up being very, very brutal cathartic but brutal uh in the sense of with one of the ministries i knew i wanted to move away into something else anyway so that made it a lot easier um where i was like okay i with the community dinner i had been involved i was involved for about two years maybe three. First year i was there like every single week um down in the thing. And then second year, I was like, you know what? I don't need to be here as much. Um, like I can spearhead it, but I can like, I can pull back a bit. It's, it's being, it's being a great, it's own thing. And we got this person running it and they're there and they're there all the time and I can oversee. Um, and then with that third, yeah, no. So it was only two years. And then with that third year, because my hours were increasing with youth unlimited and with Pape youth, um, we were looking at like, you know what? I, I'll pull back from community dinner. Um, and then I can increase my time with youth unlimited and with the youth because the youth were also getting, starting to get really involved in, uh, in food bank as well. It was a great way for us to give some of the community youth a spot to do their, their volunteer hours that they need to do in order to graduate. Um, so as I was doing that, that year, 
um, even though I had moved out from community dinner, I was still peripherally, to a degree, peripherally involved because I still help with the report writing and the stats and I'd pop up every once in a while. I got to share my testimony and share some of the messages where it's sharing the, the love of Christ and pointing people there towards the gospel. Um, I got to do that and dress up as Santa for Christmas, which was always a blast. I love doing that. Um, something I actually got to do out in Hamilton at Living Rock a couple times. It was a, just such a delight. Um, but then, yeah, it was. we were getting up to where it was coming to a head where it was like... <laughs> Uh, my boss was also leaving at the same time. Now he was leaving before I was. So he had, he like, it was a thing where it was like, okay, we're going to, we're going to drop, we're going to drop dime here. Uh, so he had mentioned it. And then it was like me quickly going in as well, being like, I'm going to ask y'all not to say a word. Like I, it can't leave this room yet. And the reason being was it, we knew it was going to be that Friday that I was dropping dime about moving on and leaving youth center. Um, and that Friday I was a wreck. <laughs> I was an absolute wreck. Uh, Jen saw me cry so much <laughs> like during the day in the buildup. And then what, as I was announcing it, uh, with the youth and the youth were sad and I was sad, but we were also happy because it was also, it was really copacetic because a lot of youth were graduating at the same time and we were setting up the summer program and Jen was doing a summer program with the girls as well. So it was nice because there was some of the summer stuff and I got to wind it down over that. Um, but still, even though it's like this happy stuff, it's also sad. There's emotions with it. And then, um, and then the following week it was drop and dime with the, uh, with the food bank staff. Cause at that point, and then, and then rounding it out with telling the church. <laughs> so it's telling the church and then later having your final, final one. Um, where I think my final day with food bank was early October. Um, and my final day with the, uh, with Pape Youth Center, even though what, like it just, there were a couple different things where Calvary was changing and then the youth pastor was changing as well. So Pape Youth Center and the funding had actually run out, run out as well. So it was just like, all right, it seems like this season, uh, this season has passed right now. So a lot of things were just working where it's like, it's it's time to move on. Um, all these things were coalescing together uh, where it was like, you had the big emotion thing, uh, but in a way I was glad it continued on after that. Um, where it, like, okay, now we, we got to do the wonderful stuff with the youth. We got to have that, uh, those moments. I got to set them up for as much success as possible. Um, share with them the truth and love of Christ and the gospel as much a, a, to the best of my ability. Um, and then also like work with the, like work with them for like gearing them up for as they're going to school where it's like, Hey, here are some excellent resources, both Christian and social resources that are going to be in your areas, uh, for when you're in, as you're summer moving into high school, summer moving on to college, um, and those kind of things. And it was just such a, such a emotional, but great time. Uh, and weirdly enough, it's like, I've got all the, it, all this ties together from Dr. Who. Um, 
it none of it was kickstarted, but it was just at the same time this fandom for this wonderful geeky property like was happening at the same time and then a lot of emotions and themes somehow at least in my head were tying in with the show so then this whole trip down memory lane started last night with jen texting about doomsday still kicking because <laughs> it's this emotional gut punch um Anyways, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. It's it's a bit different than what we've we've done for a while, um, and it was a, a fun trip down memory lane. And um, yeah, if you're if you're listening to this, I, I do hope you enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to attach a, a link to a song from Doctor Who, um, if not several, but the one in particular. It's a version of um, the theme from Doomsday, but it's just this stripped back oboe version. Um, that was from Capaldi's final episode. Um, and so far it's unreleased and it's just, just gorgeous. Just absolutely gorgeous. Um, so I'm going to share that. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, please, uh, keep me and everyone in your prayers. Things are rough (laughs) for everyone. (laughs) Um, and please keep us, just keep everything and everyone in your prayers. Um, I love you guys. I think that's where I'm going to end it. Of course, you can always check us out on Patreon. If you feel you can financially support, we've got a number of tiers. Our newest one is, um, supporting us so we can support others. Um, because there's a number of places I'd love to support that just right now I financially can't. Um, Check us out on check us out on Patreon if you enjoy what we do. If you've gained anything from it, which is a, which is actually a prayer. My my constant prayer for One Cross Radio is one that'll bring a smile to your face because I I want this to be entertaining. Even when I get ranty, I want it to be entertaining. Um, but then I also do constantly pray that the Lord will speak to y'all through this, and and I hope He has today. Um, and yeah, if there's if you feel like there's anything, um, a, a, anything you can do financially, head up our Patreon. The tiers start real low. Um, yeah, and then also if you do want to read some of the stuff that I've done, of where it's finding lessons <laughs> from wonderful uh, or not even just me, but from others and from people much more talented than I. Um, where it's finding wonderful lessons about uh, God and biblical lessons from unexpected resources and wonderfully geeky resources. I cannot recommend enough Faith and Fandom and the series, the uh, the 42. And I've contributed to both series, um, one with Faith and Fandom Volume 7 and the other with uh, the Fantastic 42. Um I, you can find all of these on Amazon, and Hector from Faith and Fandom has all his chapters up for free. If you Google Faith and Fandom, the website, you'll find them there. I can't recommend them enough. Um, they're such a blessing. Anyways, all that being said, I hope you have a wonderful day. Take care, and God bless, my friends. Peace!